Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, three quick things before we get started today. One, Patreon. If you love Ostium and would like to support us, please consider becoming a patron for as little as $2 a month we will receive your very own door number and short story. Plus, bonus mini-episodes, outtakes, and lots of other goodies. Everything we get from our Patreon pays for the show and allows me to pay my actors, and I'd love to be able to pay them more. Plus, if we hit our first goal of $500, you'll get Season 4 of Ostium a whole month earlier. 2. Radio Public Radio Public is a free podcast app that pays creators for every episode that is listened to. They've also added a tip option where you can make a one-time donation and support a show for any amount up to $100. So if you haven't already, please consider using Radio Public to listen to your podcast, as you'll be supporting creators. And three, Tweaked Audio. 
If you're looking to get a new set of headphones, then have a look at tweetaudio.com. And at checkout, enter the promo code OSTIUM, and you'll get 33% off your order. So that's tweetaudio.com, promo code OSTIUM. Okay, time to start the episode. Cue the theme song. Break on through. And what rough beast? Energy cannot be created or destroyed. To the man behind the curtain, there are more than the known three dimensions. M theory says there are eleven. Is there a multiverse? Its hour come at last. No, no, you're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Across billions of light years, for every action, it can only be transferred or changed. Bosonic theory says twenty-six. Pay no attention. Breathe in the air. There are at least ten dimensions to the universe. Do you really want to live forever? Two massive black holes colliding together. Time is the fourth. It's a whole timey wimey thing. Is there a multiverse to the multiverse? The center does not hold. 
I know I've been mad. Speak to me. You can't do that. It would disrupt the space-time continuum. There's no way of knowing. Sending a wave across the entire universe. Who wants to live forever? There is an equal and opposite reaction. It's called a graviton wave. I've been mad for fucking years. Another one bites the dust. Which direction are we going? I've always been mad. To the other side. I fell through fire and water, through pain and agony, through darkness and blindness, until there was no more falling that could be had. Not for my sanity, anyway. And then I fell more, spinning like the greatest gymnast of all time, except I knew not when or where I would land, or if. It felt like I dipped in and out of reality. I was and was not. I was atomized, broken and separated into billions of pieces, then reassembled whole once more. The transporter of the mind and the soul, I was on the run, not wanting to be found, looking for myself and losing myself in the nothingness of it all. There was everything, and there was nothing at the same time. Paradox. An impossibility and a possibility, canceling each other out. I was both dead and alive, living and not. An entity and a non-entity. The real and the unreal. A ghost of my former self. The birthing of my future being. To be or not to be. It was a question I didn't have to ask myself, for I was both. Somehow. Impossibly. Somehow. Did I want to go back? Stay a part of it? Be with the others? To continue on as I had before? Or was it time to end? To complete the cycle? The circle of life and move on. To shuffle off this mortal coil. There wouldn't be time to be visited by three ghosts. The decision had to be decided now. The choice made. The confirmation confirmed. The certainty certified. Tangent would be begun. A parallel world. A parallel universe made anew. From nothing. From one wrong or right judgment, everything would flow on its own individual unique path. Never to cross with another. Never to join up with another. Never. 
never to return to its inception, its genesis, its point of origin, its point of identity, its Big Bang. Now it's on its own merry way, its own timeline, its own time. 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 Traveling through time, across space and time. But to begin traveling, you must take a single step, a first move, a passing through whatever obstruction may be hindering you, such as a door. A door with numbers on it. Ostium. A moment, an iota, an increment, time. Is time a straight line? A curve? A circle? Does it fold back on itself? Does it revolve around itself? Or is it just a human-made construct? A way for us to control our lives, to control what's going on in our lives. A way to manage what happened yesterday, what's happening today, and what's going to happen tomorrow. If there are no clocks around, does a tree in the woods care what time it falls? Is that deep enough for you? I can remember for my fourth birthday, my dad got me a watch, a Mickey Mouse watch, in fact. My mom, as I found out later when I was older, didn't think I was ready for such an important and expensive item, since I was still basically a toddler. My dad's defense was the only way I was really going to learn how to tell time was if I had a watch. He'd had one as a kid, so he was going to make sure his kid had one too. Though, I don't think he was four when he got it. I'm not going to lie and say it changed my life right away. It took a year or two. I don't know. That time is pretty hazy for me, even with my photographic memory. Maybe it hadn't fully developed yet, you know. You catch my drift. But I can remember my life changing over that time because of time. Sorry, I'll stop that, but it's really hard not to. I could probably point out 12 or 6 o'clock when I was 4. But over the next couple of years, I learned to tell time, which is great. But the big deal was when I realized that this little thing on my wrist that had a cute picture of Mickey with moving arms could tell me exactly what time of the day it was. It made me comprehend the power it had. For something so small and seemingly insignificant, a toy essentially, to be able to predict the future in some ways. I know. I know. These aren't the thoughts going through five and six year old me, but it's something over time, there I go again, that uh, I've learned to appreciate and understand. This little timepiece eventually had such a significant effect on me. I landed, as dense and heavy as a black hole, as light as the space dust surrounding its event horizon. I slammed into the ground like a pile driver, but I also settled upon the surface like a seesawing feather gently reaching its final destination. So it both hurt incredibly and not at the same time. Somehow, I don't know. I was in a place where the rules of physics had been thrown out of a metaphysical window along with all the other rules of science. It was fucking nowhere. I pulled myself to a sitting up position. Every inch of me ached in a different way. 
making me also aware of my many different parts and how they all had nerve endings. My eyes were open, but I wasn't seeing anything. So either I was in a very dark space, you know, like, say, the center of a black hole, which has got to be a blackness unlike anything else in the entire universe, right? Oh, and before you sciencey guys chime in with your theories and supposed facts, until you haven't actually been in a fucking black hole yourself, you don't have a single event horizon to stand on. Yeah, it was either really fucking dark in here, somehow I'd gone blind, which would be <laughs> just fucking dandy. And then, thank God, light started filtering into the space I was in. A cold blue light that seemed to be more sharing the space with the blackness than taking over it and making it not exist anymore. There was definitely some sort of photonic battle going on here. It appeared to be a literal battle between light and darkness. Somehow. I'd never heard of anything like this before, and hey, when it comes to me and ostium-related events, that's saying something. But it started me thinking, which was good. It meant, along with my eyes, my brain was also still working. Granted, since I was alive, there were obviously many hundreds of bodily processes working together to keep my heart pumping and my blood oxygenated and circulating. I was thinking about the blackness vying for possession in this space, this room, as it was now becoming apparent. I could see darker walls containing the combination blackness and underworld filter shade of blue. But I let it take me, consume me, fully expecting and completely confident that I was about to be annihilated. Yes, as in the sense of being broken down to my individual atoms and made not Jake Fisher anymore. It was a big deal. A really big fucking deal, actually. I'd willingly given myself up for dead, sacrificed my life for others. At least one very important other. I hadn't had a hell of a lot of time to think about it, to consider the ramifications to weigh the options with a list of pros and cons in the Jake way I usually like to do. And then, and only then, after a bunch of time had passed, was I ready to make my decision. There wasn't enough time in this case, barely any in fact, so it had been a quick, almost instant choice, barely a consideration, and there had been no hesitation, none whatsoever. I'm not about to climb on my high horse and say, look how fucking righteous I am, even though I literally just did that, but I'm just more surprised at myself, I guess. Death, like it is for many, many people the world over, I'm sure, is not something I like to contemplate too often. As an atheist, I'm on the worm food side of the divine struggle of whether there's any life after death. So becoming said worm food is something I just really never want to think about, except when I really need to, in like a five-second period when it really doesn't involve much hesitation at all. So where the hell am I now, then? The blackness didn't kill me, or something stopped the blackness from killing me. Somehow, I know. There's no real evidence for that second possibility, so we're going to stick with the first one, for now. And at the moment, I'm in a room. But it's not just any room, is it? Oh no. It's that room. There's enough blue light now, I can see the walls better, and on one of them is a door. A door with an infinity symbol on it. Yes, that door. The one that took us to the bottom of the crack that severed Ostium from the world. I said before I never wanted to go back to that place that pretended to be my former work. 
I meant it. I looked up and saw another door. On the ceiling. More of a trap door, I guess you'd say. There was no writing or symbols on it. No numbers either. Would it even open for me? I didn't know. But that infinity door wasn't a fucking option. And I had high hopes this door would somehow take me back to the bedroom in the clock tower. I know. What if I ran into Monica and the other me on the other side? I had no idea what time or instance of ostium it was in that other side. Also, at this point in time, it was the only option I had. This particular trap door, as we're calling it, had a normal door handle on it. You know, not the round ones, the angled L ones, like any trap door. But this particular door handle gave me a fighting chance. Barely. I had to time it just right, or risk falling on my ass and maybe breaking my tailbone or something worse. The room was just big enough to get enough of a running jump. I tested my back against the wall, studying the handle, making it my friend as we would soon be joining hands, so to speak, and hopefully in a loving embrace, somehow. Then I was ready and started running and totally missed the thing. It wasn't that I didn't jump high enough or my aim was off. It just totally fucked it up. Okay, take two. Here goes. Better. But that time, I just gave the handle a more creepy grope. Third time's the charm? Why not? I sucked in a breath, bent my knees, and then launched myself into motion. I jumped where I wanted to and grabbed that handle like a professional trapeze acrobat, catching the swing thing. You know, the ones Donald Duck and various other characters always miss in cartoons and plunge to their fake deaths. The handle turned easily in my hand with my forward motion, and then I let it go, hearing it opening behind me. I landed, bending my knees so my butt almost touched the ground, and then I was standing once again. I turned and stared at the open doorway above me. Through it I could see only darkness. Only that was to be expected, no? Wasn't that the calling of every ostium door? That oh-so-inviting darkness that just makes you want to drop everything you're doing to dive into this hopeful doom and gloom? But I had made my choice, and I was going to stick to it. It required another acrobatic running jump. Fortunately, I was getting pretty good at these, especially within the confines of this specific room. Then I was airborne, and my hands found the edge and held on for dear life. I didn't waste time pulling myself up and through the doorway before I could have any doubts or my strengths could fail me. Once on the outside, I drew my legs up and then reached down and closed the door for good measure. There, how could you be more final than that? The door was closed and that room was sealed off. For good. Hopefully forever. As soon as I was through the doorway, I knew right away I wasn't back in ostium, but it was secondary to closing that trap door. I gingerly stood up and looked around. The blackness was all around me, like space without the stars and stardust. I could hear it. Hell, I could feel the sound vibrating off my arm hairs. But it didn't attack. It stayed. Waited, or perhaps was held at bay? I guessed I was looking at the blackness that was the same as that which was currently surrounding my untethered ostium. Is that what had happened to me? Where I'd been sent? Is that what the blackness did to you? Sent you here and left you falling? I remember falling. For a long time. Felt like eons. But then this room. It saved me. Maybe I shouldn't have closed that trapdoor after all. 
Perhaps I should have ignored my gut feeling just gone through that infinity door. I creeped over to the edge of the flat roof of the building I was standing on and peeked over the side, wanting to see the other side of that infinity door, which would prove opening it would have led me out into the darkness and let me fall, perhaps forever. I looked down and fucking saw the other side of the door, even had the infinity symbol on it. Holy shit, I'd chosen right. The room had made me choose, and if I had gone through the door, seen that blackness, and stepped through, that would have been the end of everything. Again. That was when the light show began. Above me. Far, far above. It was a fucking veritable great gig in the sky. It was more of the blue light. Still just as dark and cold now, but... And stronger. More there and apparent, I guess you could say. It was like a space mist, or... Fogmas if you will. Silence your hateful insults this instant. Okay, getting back to the galactic light show. Yes, Pink Floyd fans would most definitely be jealous. The blueness was now clearly battling with the blackness, sending jagged lightning-shaped bolts through its adversary, while the blackness tried to envelop, encircle, encapsulate, and various other words beginning with the syllable N. Which prompted the question from yours truly, What the fuck? I thought I was far enough away. I thought I'd be safe. I was wrong. It was a classic rookie in sci-fi space move. I felt there was enough distance and could enjoy the crazy light show happening before me. The battle for blue light and darkness became more violent, more animated even if it was completely silent. As things speeded up, they got big, expanding like what I imagined a star going supernova does, taking more and more space. Just like when our sun runs out of fuel one day, billions of years from now, and is going to expand way out to consume Mercury, Venus, and I'm not sure if Earth will be eaten up like a little ball consumed by Pac-Man, or if our surface will simply be burned to a black and crisp. It just didn't click for me at first. In my defense, it's been a really long fucking day, or week, or eon, whatever it's been, it's been really long, and I'm, in the word of a certain British acquaintance of mine who may be as big a fan of Ostium as I am, knackered. Eventually, it sunk in what was going on and that I was in mortal danger. Sure, I'd somehow survived a run-in with the blackness once already, but I wasn't about to test my luck. Now oh, these two deified behemoths of gas and light and color battling it out. This felt like Greek god-level stuff, and I was a mere mortal. But where the fuck could I go? What options did I have? I could jump off the side, try my luck, and probably fall forever until I died of hunger, thirst, or old age. Though I'd probably die of sheer terror first. Or there was the door. You know, the one I closed earlier like five minutes ago tops the one I'd intentionally closed because I wanted to be done with that room and the infinity door and now may well have condemned myself to death via being caught in the crossfire of the god of blue fire and the god of black doom like always there was only one way to find out I grasped the handle of the outside and turned the door opened and fell inward I'd been hoping for this and let it pull me down into the room, preparing myself for a hard landing and rolling to lessen the blow. It worked, 
Thanks for the tip on that, Monica. Then I leaped up, slammed the trapdoor closed, and found myself back to square one. Where's that square two? Wouldn't square one be back on that space station when I'd first let the blackness take me? Or technically, isn't square one me playing the game of GeoGuessr that completely changed my life? At least it did when I decided to seek out the hidden town called Ostium. Do I regret this now? The choices and decisions I've made that have led me in various directions, taken me to places I've never seen, and have guided me to this very point and place right here, right now? Before I can arrive at a response to this, the battle of light and dark going on outside the room hits the small rectangular space and suddenly I'm spinning. Well, actually no, the room is spinning, going multiple revolutions a second it feels like. Me? I'm being thrown about like the proverbial bean in the tin can. That's a proverb, right? Or a saying? A cliché expression? Look, don't give me that do-goody-good bullshit. I was doing everything I could not to just puke and puke and puke until organs started coming out. This brought my senses to a whole new meaning of motion sickness. I wasn't physically able to do much other than try to avoid breaking numerous bones, which left my mind to try to come up with something. Don't fail me now, brain. But it did, I thought. It came up with another useless saying. In for a penny, in for a pound. What the fuck? Money? The hell has that got to do with it? I was at my wit's end at this point, pushed to every limit I felt I could endure. Then I was suddenly flung to the door. No, not the trap door, the other door, the one with the infinity symbol on it. Now the saying made a little bit more sense. Get it? Sense? As in money? I, I know, I know. Not the fucking time, Jake. The trap door had been my last and only option, and now the infinity door was the thing. Except it led into the blackness of nothingness, right? And how did I not know I wasn't going to wind up in the middle of the blue and the black gang war? Because, because it had that infinity symbol on it, which meant a place and a time, right? The bottom of the crack, leading to my former place of work? I don't know. As I said, my brain was scrambled eggs at this point, and this seemed a reasonable enough assumption to me. So did dashing my brains out against the side of the room and ending this all now. Fortunately, I chose the former, turning the handle and hurtling myself through the door and into the blackness that awaited me on the other side. It worked, not completely as I'd expected, but I was alive. Sort of. If every fiber of my being ached before, now it was moaning in agony. But again, somehow, miraculously, nothing had snapped or broken. Eh. Now where was I? It took a while to gain my bearings. Waiting for my head to stop spinning, the motion sickness to calm itself until I knew I wasn't going to upchuck. After these two levels of supposed calm had been obtained, I slowly opened my eyes. Fuck. I was back in my office space. Hold up. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Not outside in the crack as I might have hoped. Not in the stairwell leading to my former place of work where Monica and I first shared a kiss. But sitting on the dull beige carpet of the work floor. Not even by a door, either. It appeared I'd materialized out of nothingness. Which is, when you get down to it, my favorite mode of travel in Ostian, if I have a choice. Especially when the alternate is being stuck in the blackness of space. I got up, feeling things sway a little, and then stabilize. Yep, it was the same place, same feel. I waited a full two minutes just to see if there was anyone else here. Or listened, rather. Part of me was definitely wondering if I was crossing over into the timeline with past me and Monica coming here for the first time. Why not? This shit had happened before. Except now it was a case of black and blue, right? Moving up and down, and I was doing my darndest to go side to side and get the hell out of the way. Though honestly, I felt like in the end I was just going round and round. But what did that have to do with the price of eggs? (laughs) Sorry about that. I don't really know what just happened. Let's just call it a momentary lapse of reason. Deep breath. Crack your neck once in each direction. Loosen them shoulders. Great. Now everything's back to normal. Sort of. The best it can be. I seem to be alone. I could have walked in the direction opposite to my area of the floor, but I knew that was just going to be a waste of my time. I would just find lots of empty desks and not much else. So I headed toward my cubicle, wishing over and over for one thing in my heart, my deepest desire for this place. And it was granted. The desks were there with the computers and the monitors still showing their horrible headlines. But the clones were very noticeably absent. 
I felt myself immediately relax. Dealing with those fucking things again would have been just too much. I was afraid wire and ready to just set the whole fucking world on fire. Moving on to happier, less destructive thoughts, I headed over to the window, the one where I had seen a flicker of movement, something in another building. And then I was staring at myself, across the divide, but not just one of me, tens of me, hundreds of me, possibly thousands of facsimiles looking right back at moi. They weren't just standing there, staring like automatons or those clones. They appeared sentient. I moved my arms, offering a playful wave, but not really meaning it at all. I was looking for a reaction. It was a test to see if they would copy me exactly, as if I were staring at a thousand mirrors. No, they didn't copy me. And then they did, only out of time, off-key, one by one, waving back but their facial expressions were different. Some smiling, some laughing, some indifferent, some confused. A few even angry for some reason. I wasn't staring into a kaleidoscope of reflections. These are all individual me's existing somehow. Perhaps on some other plane. Some other existence. Another separate existence to my own. They were all alternate me's. Still... When you wave at someone you recognize in any sort of way, the other person pretty much always waves back at you, whether they recognize you or not. It's a polite thing to do, no? Us and them. Me's and me's. And then they all started doing something that scared the shit out of me. I started yelling and screaming at them not to. One by one, they lowered their waving hands and stepped out of the open windows and dropped out of the building. I leaned to watch them plunge to their deaths, my deaths, but I couldn't see the ground below. It was more of the blackness swallowing everything up. But no, no, it was something new, a combination black and blue, a mixture, a deadly cocktail perhaps. I had no way of knowing, but the other me's apparently knew otherwise, or at least thought they did. They continued to step out and drop like stones, little concern showing on their faces. It wasn't too long before I was the only Jake left. I stared at all the empty windows facing me, where all those me's had been looking right back just moments ago. And yet again I found myself at an impasse. What choice did I have? With shaking legs, trembling arms, I sucked in a breath, stepped up onto the window ledge, closed my eyes, and dropped off the ledge. I was falling again, only it felt different this time. Like there was hope somehow. I don't know, but it sure was fucking colorful. Any color you like. It was like passing in and out of and surfing along a rainbow. My eyes were dazzled, my retinas singed with a spectrum of after images. I tried blinking. Once, then lots of times, but it didn't really help. Then I started to see these black blobs strange dark shapes in the colors. Some came closer and I realized it was all the falling me's. We were all plunging together to fuck knows where, perhaps all of our inevitable deaths. And then one by one they started winking out of existence. Each of them reached their point of destination and ceased to be. 
at least ceased to be here where I could see them. And then it was my turn. I was there a moment and gone the next, taken to what I could only guess was my inner mind. I was within the chamber of my very own thoughts. There were scenes going on all around me, memories from my past, which I recognized instantly because of what they were. I saw shades and forms of my former self going this way and that, like that time when I was with Monica in Columbia and I could see past instances of myself existing there, only there were so many more here, all passing through each other like there were only completely different planes of existence. I started to feel that Pink Floyd song, the one that begins with, the lunatic is on the grass. I felt I was that lunatic now, seeing all this laid out before me. It was beyond overwhelming. I felt myself steadily going mad, literally within my own mind. I closed my eyes, shut them tight, then dug my palms into my sockets, trying to block all of that out. To stop any light and therefore thought from entering. I think I screamed. I know I yelled. It was just too much. Too fucking much. Too fucking. Too. was gone. All that I had touched, all that I had tasted, everything I'd seen, all that I loved and hated, all that I tried to save, all that I destroyed, all that I distrusted, all that I said, it was all gone now. And it was just me, utterly, irrevocably, so completely alone. It was like I was existing in a vacuum. There was no sense of anything around me. I felt I must be back in the blackness of space with absolute nothingness around me. How was I still alive? It begged the question, was I still alive? Was this the end? Was this a hell that I was doomed to that I always declaimed wasn't real? Was this the be-all and end-all? I wanted it to be over. I wanted it to be done, once and for all. No take-backsies. I could feel myself standing. And now I would have to open my eyes, confirm where I was, and see where I was to be taken next on this mental roller coaster of the horror of horrors for one Jake Fisher. I let out a long breath I hadn't known I'd been holding. It tasted stale and bitter, too warm and stuffy, a breath from another world and likely another time, an impossibility. I drew in a fresh breath. It was crisp and cool, refreshing and awakening. I opened my eyes and took in my surroundings. I was in a wooden house. Before me was a wooden wall with a hanging piece of burnished metal. It was meant to be a mirror, a good one, as I could clearly see my reflection in it. I couldn't help flinching. What with my recent experiences. Plus, I look like absolute shit. Then I saw the man standing before me looking right at me. He was pointing something at me. Who the fuck are you then? 
he said in a distinctly British accent. I took in a deep breath, then turned around to face him and my fate. This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Jake is performed by Chris Fletcher. The music was composed by Chris Fletcher. Drumming for the theme song was performed by my brother, Dan Talander, at the Baker Moon Studios in Berlin. If you enjoyed it, you can hear more of Dan's drumming with the band Modern Earl. Any sound effects used are courtesy of the amazing people at freesound.org. Tweet Audio is helping us out this season, and if you're looking to get a new pair of headphones, or upgrade the ones you've got. They have a whole range of cool models on their website at tweakedaudio.com. If you find something you like, be sure to enter the offer code OSTIUM and get 33% off your order, plus a free backpack. So that's tweakedaudio.com, offer code OSTIUM. For a transcript of this episode and lots of other info on everything OSTIUM, check out ostiumpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Ostium Podcast. We also have a store on TeePublic. If you enjoy the show and would like to support us, please consider joining our Patreon, where you can get some neat rewards and support a good show. You could also leave Ostium a review on iTunes, and be sure to let us know and we'll send you a free sticker as a token of our appreciation. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And see you in two weeks.